Now, in an exclusive interview with The Early Show, New York Times bestselling author Christopher Anderson reveals the pact Dana made with her husband right after his accident, a pact that would keep him alive for another 10 years. And Christopher Anderson, author of Somewhere in Heaven, the remarkable story of Dana and Christopher Reeve, is with us live in the studio this morning. Good morning. Great to be here. I'm going to go back to the beginning of those pictures, yeah. those pictures of the two of them together for the first time Touching, in 87. Amazing. Well, they fell in, you know, it was love in, at first sight for Chris. They were both at the Williamstown uh, Theater Festival. Chris is already a big movie star. She was singing. He walks into this cabaret, sees this beautiful 26-year-old girl up there on stage, and he said, I fell hook, line, and sinker at that moment. She had to be persuaded. She wasn't quite sure what he was up to. But he, he charmed her pretty quickly. So those photographs that you're looking at are really taken of them doing a duet together right. at that club just days after they met. Because they're absolutely radiant. They are. They, were, they, you know, they fell in love rather quickly. You know, she discovered rather early on that he was a little bit more Clark Kent than Superman. I think. <laughs> was, this, uh, was their life a charmed life during this time? It was. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. They hit a couple of bumps in their relationship. I mean, after four years, mm -hmm. she wanted a commitment. She came from a family. Her parents had been married for 45 mm -hmm. years. He was a marriage phobe. You know, he, right. his family was kind of shattered. His parents married, divorced, remarried, and so on. So mm -hmm. he had a lot of siblings and half-siblings. Yeah. Didn't believe in marriage. Uh, and she said, look, I'm, I'm, we're just have to, we're to call it off. And uh, he said, no, no, let me go through therapy. And he got over his fear of marriage, and right. she became pregnant with uh, their son, Will, and they yeah. got married right after that. Let's go up to the time of the accident. Yeah. Everybody remembers that day. Everybody remembers the reports. Yes. First, what was his reaction? He wanted to die. And I don't think people realize the extent to which he was insisting on pull pulling the plug. I spoke with Dr. John Jane, uh, the surgeon who actually reattached uh, Chris's uh, skull to his spine. Mm -hmm. And he told me that, uh, oh yeah, he wanted to, to end it right then because he didn't feel his life was worth living. I mean, here was a guy who got up every morning right. not knowing whether he was going to fly his plane or, or sail his yacht or play tennis, and now he can't feel, he can't move. Mm -hmm. And it was Dana who talked him into giving it another chance. She yeah. said, you know, you're still you and I still love you. Uh, and then she made a pact with him, and that was, look, uh, hold on for two years. If you still feel this way two years from now, then we'll reconsider this question. But, of course, you know, she said that was just a sales ploy. Right. There, the, I think the thing that's so interesting about this is her reaction to this horrible accident. Yeah. In terms of the depth of their relationship and the depth of her commitment to well, Peter. Kiernan, who's the chairman of the Reeve Foundation and a good friend of theirs, said that uh, Dana saw around the corner first. She saw the purpose, the new purpose that both she mm -hmm. and Christopher would have as humanitarians and advocates for uh, the disabled. Yeah. And uh, but she, it's not that she didn't suffer. You know, I, I uh, spoke to people at the hospital. They said at this period she was uh, offered the services of a massage therapist mm -hmm. there to relax, and she said. No, I can't let go because if I, if I do, I'm afraid I'll just start crying and never be able to stop. Yeah. I was fortunate enough on several occasions to emcee some events for their foundation. Mm -hmm. And just to be in their presence hmm. was astounding. It was. No one in the room could ever take their eyes off of the two of them together. Exactly. They're very tactile. You know, she, she made, even though he, she couldn't, he couldn't feel her touch, mm -hmm. she made sure that she was constantly putting her hand on his arm, nuzzling his cheek, and that, that sort of thing. You know, the book really stresses, too, the, the extent to which she suffered following his death. A lot of people don't realize, yeah. I think, that uh, you know, within months of Chris's unexpected death in uh, 2004, she uh, suffered the 
sudden loss of her mother, mm -hmm. whom she was very close to. She right. was diagnosed with stage four. Stage four. Lung cancer. Yeah. And what did she say? She said, I wish I'd smoked all my life if I knew it was going to end Yeah, exactly. She's, and she, people would call her up and say, is it true? And she'd say, yeah, can you believe this now? Oh, she yeah, kept yeah. a sense of humor. But that was things. the other thing, too, because it was beyond stoicism. I mean, she was like, you know, this is, this is the hand I was dealt, exactly. at least as best we know. It's more, you know, she wasn't just resilient. I think she was yeah. joyful about mm. life. And I think that really came through. She made jokes about being called a saint all the time. Yeah. Didn't like it because she said, look, I'm just a woman whose husband fell off a horse. And I'm taking care of him, and that's what you do. Uh, Christopher Anderson, thank you so much. Great, Harry. Do appreciate it. To read an excerpt from Somewhere in Heaven, go to our website, earlyshow.cbsnews.com.